0: To the Florida Hockey Podcast, Justin Bedford alongside Noah Russo, as always. And basketball season won't be around forever, so get in on all the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using promo code THPN during sign up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the sweat like never before. Every dunk, steal, assist means so much more with a DraftKings Daily Fantasy lineup on the line. And baseball fans, you may have missed out on season-long fantasy, so now's the time to get in on all the Daily Fantasy action where DraftKings has even more ways for you to make it rain. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players, so what are you waiting for? head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN during signup. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN, and you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Noah, what's up, buddy?
1: Not much, how are you doing?
0: fantastic fantastic great
1: we're both on a different wavelength right now i don't know what it is so like usually
0: here's the thing right we usually record these these episodes at like 11 a.m and like i'm usually coming off like a night where i'm working so i'm like hella tired not really like just gas right but tonight we're recording like 11 p.m trying to sneak it in before the deadline before we have to submit this episode uh so we're buzzing uh, more than usual, I'd say, um, I finally, you, you know, here's the, here's the thing too, though. Like I'm feeling good right now. Like we, I just finished moving a new place. Right. So all that out of the way, but like overall, like it's been a pretty shit week for me. Right. Like my bike got stolen, my car battery died, right. Had to get it towed. So like, it hasn't been like an ideal week per se, but just something about sitting here with you talking Florida Panthers hockey couldn't be doing better. Teams buzzing we're buzzing how's your week doing your foot i assume
1: it's still broken dude i have had an absolute roller coaster of a week i don't know if we went over this last episode i can't even remember but last saturday i i broke my foot and i was like i'm trying to remember I was in a boot last time we recorded, I think. So maybe we did talk about
0: No, it. we definitely did talk about it. Cause we brought up the fact that I told you to kick a wall with your broken foot.
1: That's right. Yeah. Not a high. great call. Not a great call. But also um, kind of your fault for telling me you thought it was your ankle and not your foot. So I to be fair, my ankle was sprained, so I wasn't entirely wrong there. But since then I've been to the Yankees twice, which honestly has been been pretty cool um just kind of an a really roller coaster week for me um i can't some of this stuff i just can't discuss on air until a later time that hopefully will be will be some good news but for now i can't talk about it but yeah it's been it's been very a lot mysterious. of serious yeah very mysterious but it's been it's been a roller coaster of a week to be honest so um, just, just really feeling happy. We can unwind during this podcast at the end of the week. It's, yeah. it's really, and I it's mean, really
0: nice. Yankees, man. Like, you know, I know you're a big Yankees fan. So that's,
1: that's I am gotta not, I'm not for the record for all the listeners out there. I'm a, I'm a Mets fan, but do you really want to broad, broadcast that information? I I do. I do. It's kind of because As, as, as we record, we're in the bottom of the ninth with two outs, um, up eight, five about to blow it. So um yeah yeah so yeah you get get, actually i think we might no it was foul we were about to win i think yeah um i don't know i was pretty sure you were a yankees fan though i i was i am not but you want to know what don't you have like an aaron judge jersey i do not i have two baseball jerseys to my name one of which is a vlad guerrero jr uh blue jays jersey And the other is a New York Mets throwback 1986 Noah Syndergaard jersey. Ooh, that's nice. So I am not a Yankees fan, but you want to know what? Since the time I've been living in New York, I've been loving it. So just uh, I want to spread the love to the city of New York. And, I, you know, I got to endorse the Yankees a little, so. Yeah, I mean uh, but but as as our listeners will, will will attest is I am not a baseball fan first. I am a hockey fan first. So that that's all that matters. Yeah,
0: no, I am de- I definitely am too. Uh I I only have one jersey. I have an Ichiro Suzuki jersey cuz you know, I'm a Mariners fan and I have been told I pa- I make a passing resemblance to Ichiro. Uh, if you from a distance passing passing from, is a strong from, word. From, What's the thing like from very, very far away? Like very, if, very, very far. Like if I wore my jersey in a full like baseball like like suit, like, and you were like three hundred feet away, you might say, "Is that Ichiro Suzuki?"
1: I'd say you're like I'm taller
0: you're and tall. a lot bigger.
1: the The only resemblance is honestly the you're both Asian. That's all I can say. Well, you know, and you know, we're both like pretty good at baseball. <laughs> I did not say that. I did not say that. So <laughs> um, we'll, we'll leave that up to, to interpretation, but I'm, I'm not sure I would say that you are both on the same cali- caliber of baseball, but yeah. nonetheless, I, I went to two Yankees game, got to see my first in-person Grand Slam. That was honestly awesome. Um, and yeah, uh, it was it was pretty cool. And what are the odds that I go to two Yankees games within three days of each other and I see two Yankee shutouts? Uh, Probably low. Probably low. Um, so I like to think that I'm a good luck charm. So yeah, I mean, uh, I, cause
0: I've never seen an MLB game live. I've only seen AAA.
1: Yeah, and we'll, we'll obviously have to change that. But I mean, for now, I, the, the Yankees should honestly like I hope somebody in the Yankees organization was listening and is gonna offer me free tickets just so the Yankees can get a shutout because I think I'm the reason they 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 shut out their opponents.
0: Well, yeah, and like I'm pretty sure like a lot of other podcasts just like mention like other teams and like items, you know, hoping to get like free stuff, you know, quick plug, right? And so I was thinking maybe we should start doing that, just start you know plugging certain things you know, that we could use, you know, you get maybe a great Yankee start saves. with the New York Yankees could start. We'll find out TBD. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see where it goes, but no, it's been, it's been a good baseball season so far. I mean, Mariners are killing it. You know, I've actually been playing some, uh, some of the DraftKings daily fantasy haven't had too much success because I'm not the most you know knowledgeable baseball fan, but
1: yeah. And if, if everything goes according to plan, if I'm my body is is willing to to take it i will be at a mariners game on sunday so, i mean
0: it's so your foot. it's not it's not like
1: <laughs> well i'm just saying that because i'm going to the to the boxing fight on the saturday night and i don't know what time we're going to get to bed so um I, i'm just hoping i'm going to be able to be to be good to go at at 1 p.m on the sunday
0: well we will find out we will find out we'll find
1: out that's true
0: uh but in the meantime the panthers this week absolutely
1: buzzing which absolutely buzzing it's and one 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 player above all else i think that's sam bennett
0: sam bennett continues to buzz uh i got it in my notes here because i actually made notes for this episode like trying to be more organized uh he tied Pavel Bure's record for 13 points in the first nine games with the team. I mean,
1: the guy's just electric. Yeah. I mean, I watched the, I managed to get to the third period of last game and he, yeah. Yeah. He's He's looking, he's looking like playoff Sam Bennett.
0: Yeah. And it's one of those things like, I think both of us, we're pretty like pretty excited about Sam Bennett. We thought he was going to, Duel. We were
1: very we were very bullish on that trade.
0: Yeah, we were like Yeah, I think we we both liked like the move at the time, but I don't, you know, even at my most optimistic, I did not expect this kind of start from Sam Bennett. Right? Especially, you know, when you get traded to a new team, you know, it takes a lot of guys, you know, it takes a bit of time to to find some chemistry and find a fit and learn the systems, but he's slotted in from from day 1 and just been a game changer for this team.
1: Yeah, I, it's it's been impressive, and Goosev gets on the board with his first as a Panther, which I mean, pretty nifty goal if you ask me. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, like that's the thing that like like Goosev like obviously it's not, it's first goal right? It's taken him a bit of time, but you see the flashes of the ability out there, right? And you know what he can do. You've seen it in the KHL. You saw flashes of it last year, in New Jersey. So, like, you know, hopefully, you know, he's turning the corner here. Puck starts to go in for him, but pretty, pretty nice first one, you know, with the with the with the team.
1: Yeah, I mean, really nice move down low, and you know, really nice between the legs, and just kind of trickled in. But he he obviously had Lincoln and beat, which was which was really cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, the team. The team played awesome. Obviously, Blackhawks made it kind of close there down the stretch. Herbie Dock with, you know, pretty nice goal there, too. But the, the, the offense is rolling right now. And the, the crazy thing, too, is, like, they, they mixed up their lines, too, a bit, right? Shuffled some guys around. And it just seems like it doesn't matter where they play, guys. Like, they're just going to find a way to do something. right? Yeah. Like. Like, you, you had the, the 9 one line going, you take Duclair off that line, put him with Barkov, doesn't matter. He scores that pretty nifty goal yesterday. Uh, which, I mean, the reaction after for Bark- from Barkov was just
1: priceless in the celebration. You, you, you know, you can tell in the way that these players look at each other. They're having fun.
0: Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing to me this year is that, like, everything about this team, like, is just a good time, you know? Like, you see, like, that reaction with Barkov was just awesome. And then the post-game press conferences from from the players, too. Like, this is a group that's, that seems like they're pretty close, and they're having fun, and that means, you know, as fans, we're all having fun, too. And specifically yesterday in Barkov's post-game press conference, he was asked about Gustav Forsling and his very good play here as of late and really all year, but at lately he's been excellent. And he, he basically said, you know, around here, we, we call him Bobby Forsling. Which, uh,
1: <laughs> which is just such a fantastic nickname.
0: Fantastic nickname, 100%. And you just love it. And how accurate is the comparison? It's hard to say because w- – Neither of us was
1: alive, you know, while Bobby Orr played. And, yeah, Bobby Orr played – didn't play against, like, guys of this caliber and goalies of this caliber, but –
0: So who's to say, right? Who's to say? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so, like, I haven't – you know, I've not seen, you know, a ton of the Bobby Orr footage. We didn't get to watch him live. But if he plays anything like Gustav, Forsling, Bobby Orr'sling, then I think uh, it's probably probably a pretty high-quality player there. Very, very. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, it's just it's been it's been this whole year has just been so much fun, uh, for us especially doing this this show, like just having a blast doing it.
1: Yeah, it's been it, yeah, the it's so fun to watch this this team, and right right in the third period when I when I started watching, they scored two goals with the first minute. Yeah, which it's was just two. It's so fun to watch. And then, I mean, got a little, little, uh, I got a little hot at the end of the game when uh, Ryan Lombard took that um, slashing penalty against uh, Brinkett, which was completely warranted, to be honest. Um, It was, (laughs) I don't know if you got to see it, but he literally slashed the stick in two. Um, And I think there was like seven seconds left and the puck came with like three seconds left to the left point. And I'm not going to say the linesman had money on the Panthers money line, but he got right in the way in the puck to secure the victory for, for the Panthers, which was, which was awesome. Yeah, Duncan Keith was not happy about it.
0: Yeah. Well, and then before the Lombard one, like when, uh, cause Kirby Doc had the power play goal too on the Frank Vetrano penalty. Right. Mm-hmm. Which like was also a slashing penalty away from the puck. And I don't know that, that was a little questionable for me. Like the thing for me is like, there's been a couple times this year where like Frank Vitrano has taken some questionable penalties, right? Like not the best time to take a penalty. Right. And that might be something to be concerned about maybe going in the playoffs. Like, I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago where it was like Nazem Kadri just seemed to take penalties at bad times for the Leafs. And like, yeah, I don't really care. Cause I don't really care about the Leafs, but you know, as Leafs fans were just like, could you not do that? Like right now, like in the third period or in a series and get a suspension. But stuff like that. But the thing was, like the slash itself, like it was on Philip Kurishev, and it's one of those plays where, like, you know, the forwards is just trying to like put a stick over the the, the other right. stick, right? Yeah. And, and I, I don't know, you know, Philip Kurishev perhaps didn't seem to be having the tightest grip on a stick, seemed to to come out pretty easily. But uh, either way, not not ideal way to finish the game there for the Panthers.
1: No, it's, it got really, really close at the end and probably too close for comfort, but you want to know what is, yes, they did give up that, that really late goal. Um, but Bobrovsky in the last minute was very solid for the most part, Makes some really, really nice saves. Yeah. Like
0: that's the thing. Like he, he makes some really nice saves out there and really like, it, it's hard to be too critical of really any of the Panthers goalies this season. I mean, Chris Drieger, you know, he had an excellent season last year. It seems like he's only gotten better. But Brofsky has rebounded, you know, pretty well from a, from a tough year he had last year. And then Spencer Knight now in the mix too. Uh, and he becomes the second youngest player to win his first three appearances uh, after his win the, after his win the other day. Uh which I mean, he's looking, he's looking really good too.
1: He, he is, man. Let me tell you, that guy has such a poison net. Um, he, he likes to step out of his, his, his like, he, he likes to square up to the shot, which is a high risk, high reward uh, type of play for a goalie. And so far it's worked really well for him. Well, that's the
0: thing. He plays shot, but then he has the athleticism and technique where he can get over if the, the pass goes, you know, across. Absolutely Right. And so I was watching not the last game against the, the Blackhawks a couple of games ago and Panthers on the power play and two absolutely brutal plays from Keith Yandel, right. That just led to, two really great chances for for the Blackhawks. First one, he makes an excellent shoulder save. Next one, uh, Keith Yandel, I think it's, I think he just fanned on it. Puck goes the other way. And it's a two-on-one, and Spencer Knight comes across and makes a ridiculous glove save on, like, Alex Dobrinkit. And, you know, he, he makes a save, great save. And then you, you see him after, and he's, you know, he just kind of flashes a smile. And you, you'd never tell that this guy's, like, 20 years old playing in, you know, his first few NHL games, by the way, you know, he looks out there and just the, the mentality too. And I read an article talking about, you know, his mentality and his preparation and everything. And he just, he seems so relaxed out there.
1: He, which, he really does.
0: Which is honestly huge for a goalie. Like there's, you know, different goalies approach it differently but the mental aspect for, for, for a goaltending as a position is just huge. And, you know, like he, he seems like, you know, I think he said like, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, I'm not just a hockey player. I'm a person, it's a game, you know, things are going to happen. Do, you know, control what you can, but you know, it is what it is. And that's just, I think a really strong mindset to have, especially as, you know, a, a young goalie. And it's looking, you know, it's early, but it, he, he looks like he's going to be the real deal for, for this team.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's so exciting. And the the reality that we have to face is that Chris Rieger is a victim of his own success. And he, hopefully he'll get a chance at a number one spot somewhere, but it seems pretty crowded in Florida for him.
0: Yeah. You know, we, we talk, you know, we've talked a lot before about, you know, having healthy competition in the crease. Right. But at, at, a, at a certain point, you know, you can't afford to keep everyone around and, you know, as much, as we love Chris Drieger and he's been awesome. It just, you know, it's not going to last, but yeah. I did want to point out. I don't know if this was like recent or anything or if it's been all season, but did you see Chris Drieger's mask?
1: I was literally, I, I have the picture pulled up on my on my that screen is right
0: now. Fantastic. Okay, so for, for any of the listeners who didn't see it, on at the start of training camp, Jonathan Huberto showed up in the training camp and you know, a new baby blue Lamborghini. Baby blue Lamborghini, yeah. Right, like the superstar he is. And like the superstar Chris Drieger is, he decided that he was gonna put a picture of Jonathan Huberto and him and Jonathan Huberto's Lamborghini on his mask and he tweeted about it today and i thought and i, I don't know if he just done that as a new mask but
1: fantastic that's and that that just like there, there has to be so much like just friendship in that in that locker room to be able to do stuff like that well and, and it's just it's another example of just the players are just having fun exactly and i mean i'm staring at the picture of huberto in his baby blue Lamborghini right now. And it's, it's so funny that Drieger took that opportunity to put it on his mask and kind of immortalize the moment. Um, it's, it's so fun to see. And yeah. I don't know if you saw the other side of the mask, but um, I know Radko Gudis makes an appearance. Um, there, there, there's a few guys on there and it's, it's really, really fun to see.
0: Yeah, and like that's the nice thing. Like goalies have a lot of like freedom with you know their mask, which is nice because you get to see kind of right. Like in hockey, you know a lot of the equipment's like pretty boring, especially when you compare it to like other sports. Where you know like in football, where players can have like certain cleats or, or gloves, and basketball with the shoes. There's not a ton of like personal style in the NHL, but for goalies, like the goalie mask is like one of those things where it's like you know obviously you know there's things you can't put on there, but for the most part, you can make your mask whatever you want. Right. Obviously you want it to, you know, fit the colors of your team, whatever, but it it is a chance to show the personality. And I love that. Chris Drieger just, you know, he had the opportunity. He went
1: for it. Big shout out to his teammates. Love that. And and it's funny because most of the comments uh, on that, on that tweet are please don't leave us, Chris. So I, as I said before, he's going to be a victim of his own success.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's tough. It's like, it's obviously tough to see, you know, a fan favorite, a player that you like, and a guy who's playing well leave, but it's one of those things where, you know, I think you still want him to do well somewhere else. And like, I talked to like flames fans when the Sam Bennett trade happened and they're thrilled with what he's doing, you know, here in Florida, there's no bitterness at all that, you know, he's having a lot more success here than in Calgary because the end of the day, you know, there are people you want them to succeed, do well, you know, obviously it sucks. It's not, you know, with, with your favorite team, but you know, at the end of the day, I hope Chris Drieger, you know, if he does
1: end up going somewhere else that he just tears it up. Yeah. I mean, except when they it play. must be a very bittersweet moment for Calgary because like, it can't be all sweet because you wonder like, what would sam bennett look like had he been able to produce at that pace during the regular season for the flames
0: oh of course you wonder the what if and you see what he's doing and it's you know why didn't he do that here but you know i think you'd you'd rather him go and play well somewhere else than play terribly and, and fall off
1: that, that that that's absolutely true but has to be a little bittersweet for them but I cannot express how glad we are that he's a Florida Panther. Awesome. It? He's crushing it right now. He's
0: absolutely crushing it. Drieger's, you know, been, been hurt here the last little bit, but he's been crushing it. It's going to be sad when he leaves, but we obviously wish him all the best. And the whole mask thing too, like having the teammates on the mask, you know what it reminded me of was there was a, a few years ago when Marc-Andre Fleury was with the Penguins. And on the back of his mask, he had the nicknames of all his like favorite teammates over the years, right? And one of those teammates was Matt Niskanen, who played for the Capitals. And in that series, they played in the playoffs. Matt Niskanen cross-checked, like, Crosby in the face. I very much
1: remember that play. And yeah. the next
0: game, Marc-Andre Fleury had taken a Sharpie and crossed out Matt Niskanen's name on the back of his mask. <laughs>
1: i didn't know that i didn't know that about the mask i honestly yeah.
0: didn't yeah yeah i remember that i hope i remember that or i'm just making it up but i hope
1: no i i don't think you're making that up that it sounds perfect. it
0: sounds too random to be made up right like but you know so i i, I love I, I love the Goldie masks and, and the style that, that they're able to show off and then chris Drieger's mask that's just
1: perfection Absolute perfection. I, I think it's so cool that, uh, as as I said, as I alluded to earlier that, you know, that they have that relationship between teammates that he's able to, to throw that on his, on his mask. It's, it's so cool. It's, it's honestly like, it's, it's amazing that, and this, this all like, Goes back to, to Barkov's look of, uh, at, at Anthony at Duclair, Duclair after Duclair's goal, being like, Whoa, what did you just do? Yeah, um, it's like,
0: Are you kidding me here, Duke? Like,
1: yeah, so it, it was really cool. And shout out to Grigory Denisenko, who got an assist on that. I think that was his second NHL point. Um, I think I think he's going to blossom into a really good NHL player. Yeah, I've, I've liked what
0: I've seen so far. Like, I don't think he's quite there yet, but he's looked really good.
1: No, and I I think everyone can agree with that. Is he's he's not quite there yet, but there has been potential, and the last thing you want to do is rush him in his development. The last thing you want to do is rush him, and I think the team is at a spot where
0: enough guys are playing at such a level that they don't have to rush him, right? When you have enough, when, you know, when so many guys like Duclair and Verhage and obviously Huberto and Barkov are going and Hornquist when he's healthy, you don't need to play him in a position where he's over his head. You can ease him in. Absolutely. Of and course, he, you want to balance that. You don't want to shelf, you don't want to play him too little when he's earning more. But for the moment, like you can play him where he fits best.
1: And and you look at that prospect depth that the the Panthers have, at least, especially on offense. I'm not going to, I, I, I honestly think that the the prospect depth on defense is a is a bit thin, but on offense, and I mean, especially in goal with Spencer Knight and Devin Levi, obviously, but on offense, it's looking very promising. I thought Hepa Niemi, surprisingly, because we have not been... We, we've been rather bearish on him, but he... He has had he had a really good game against Chicago, I thought, and maybe maybe he might be able to do more than we thought. Yeah, absolutely. I think
0: I think yeah, I really liked what I've seen from him. Owen Tippett's been been great recently too, getting you know promoted up the lineup, um, and just just everything,
1: everything's just fantastic with the team. And yeah, back to and the- I mean, they've been outshooting opponents like around the clock and it's one
0: thing to like outshoot your opponent but you're out shooting them and you're getting good shots like there was one there's a couple yesterday like Mackenzie or like a couple that he like almost buried lankan and made some great saves um like the opportunities are there they're just creating so many great opportunities and they're having fun um i don't know if you saw today too because obviously the Barkov-Duclair look, but then Barkov also tweeted just a picture of him and Duclair today, or he like he posted it on his Instagram, saying, happy to come home after a great road trip and finally got a picture with Duke. And it's just a picture of them at practice smilingly.
1: <laughs> and, I mean, that's, that's so promising, because y- you can't forget Duclair is a UFA at the end of the se- this season.
0: Yeah, and it seems like he's and having he's- a great time here.
1: Bill Zito is also going to be a victim of his own, of his own success, giving all these one by ones to players. Is it's it's kind of worked out too well. It, you know,
0: it's worked out too well, right? And it, it obviously sucks because they're not going to be able to bring back everybody. And you know, there are some important pieces that need you know that are you know deserve you know significant increases. And at least for has got another year. Uh, but at the same time, like I also have all the confidence
1: in the world that Bill Zito is going to be able to go out and do the same thing. Yeah. And I mean, obviously a very good thing that Carter Verhage still has another year because the way he's producing, he's not going to be cheap. Um, uh, And there's going to be a lot of decisions to be made in the off season. I mean, not only because there's an expansion draft looming, but also just because you've had so many guys that have produced very well and they're going to want pay raises. And yeah. like
0: It's always nice when players outperform their contract, but then when their contracts up and yeah, and
1: to- th- there's going to be a, a very significant like choice to be made about Nikita Gusev who, and I mean, as aforementioned, Anthony Duclair, um, it's going to be tough. I'm not going to lie. Bill Zito is going to have a really tough job this off season and it's not his fault because all the guys have outperformed the expectations.
0: Yeah. And and so obviously some guys are going to leave, but you know, I'm sure he's going to find equally good replacements and hopefully do it all over again. Just run it, run it back, rinse, repeat, recycle. I don't know just just keep doing the same things but it's it's very exciting the way the team's playing right now they're just they're just buzzing
1: yeah i it's, it's so fun it's we, we were talking about this off air uh prior to the court recording but there's just like there, there's just something intangible that you cannot like quantify that's in the air about the Panthers right now there,
0: yeah there's just something really enjoyable and likable about the team and it's just It's just like everything, right? You know, the way they're playing on the ice, they're fun to watch. They're really fucking good at hockey, right? They are having fun, right? And it's just been a dream season really for this team. And hopefully, you know, that can carry over into the playoffs. But.
1: At this point. The, the only reason I think it has the potential to not carry over the, into play, the playoffs is you're playing some really, really, really good teams.
0: I think you're, here's the thing, right? You're playing some really good teams, right? But I think the way the Panthers have played this year, I think they've earned the right to be in, the converse, in a conversation with those teams like Tampa Bay and Carolina. And at the end of the day, the playoffs, it's, A lot of unpredictability right like last year like how many people had dallas going to the final right absolutely like sometimes like a team dallas
1: came up clutch in a lot of games last season yeah sometimes i mean
0: yeah sometimes things just go fall the right way and you end up in a, a favorable spot and so you know obviously it's not an easy path by any means but i think you know anything's possible with, you know, the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I think anything's possible with with the team that's here.
1: Yeah. um, The the one thing that I think is going to be the make or break point for the the Panthers in the playoffs is goaltending. I think the the success or failure of the Panthers is going to come down to goaltending. Um, whether that's Bobrovsky coming up huge and stealing a series, whether that's Drieger doing the same or them splitting the job is they're going to have to step up.
0: Well, I think we talked about it like last week, like the goaltending is a question mark, right? For this team going into the playoffs, just because, you know, they have the three guys. I'm not too concerned about it. I think, the, they're going to get, it's just, I think it's how long does it take them to figure out who's the guy? Right. And these, this.
1: And that, that's the, that's the thing is they don't know yet.
0: Well, and that's what I think this last stretch of games is for here. Like they they've clinched a playoff spot. Um, obviously home ice advantage is something I think we all want. Right. And would be a huge boost, especially with, with fans in the building. Uh, But it's, you know, at the end of the day, these I think a lot of teams that are locked into certain spots are now saying, hey, like, okay, we've we've gotten to where we need to be. We're ready. We, you know, we want to, you kind of just want to get to the playoffs, right? Like you, you kind of just want the playoffs to start already instead of playing games that don't really mean much. And so you kind of just treat them as, as a tune-up to fine tune the things like, hey, you know, I think we're, we're, we're where we want to be with this, but we need certain, we need to get certain guys going and we need to figure out who our goalie is. And I think that's what we're going to see here for the last few games
1: yeah and I mean best case scenario Bobrovsky carries and hopefully that's what happens but it's really good to know that Drieger is a very solid second option because I mean you can't forget less than a week ago Spencer Knight was coming in for Bobrovsky in the third period against Nashville yeah Uh, Yeah, like and and which which just raises so many more questions, and the the huge one being, is Spencer Knight a third variable in this mix?
0: And does he earn that one million dollar Con Smythe bonus? TBD. We will find out down the stretch here. Super excited. Let's go. Let's just uh, you know I'm, I'm like I'm ready. I'm just let's get to the playoffs already. Screw it.
1: Yeah. So I let's mean, just, let's
0: just go give it, give us home ice advantage. Let's
1: they've just- already clinched you. The, the presumption is already that they're going to finish either second or third.
0: It's um, going to be, it's going to be a battle of Florida here. Yeah. is Most likely
1: they, they have two games, two games over Carolina and Carolina has two points more than Florida. So you can kind of, you, you can cross out that, that first spot already. Um, I mean, what is it? It's a 56 game season, so Panthers still have three games left. Carolina has five. Um you can virtually assume that Carolina is gonna finish first, if not Tampa, because Tampa has a game in hand on on Florida, but it's gonna be really interesting to see. Who who Florida plays in that first round because it's going to be a sizable match matchup.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a ton of fun. It's going to be some great hockey either way.
1: Really, and it's it's absolutely crazy to look at the divide that exists between third and fourth in this division. Yeah, it's if Florida has seventy three points. Nashville is fourth with fifty eight. Yeah, it's a sizable gap.
0: But at the same time, like, do I want to play Nashville in the playoffs? Like, I don't know, because UC Soros has just been a beast against the the Panthers this year.
1: Exactly. And the the kind of good thing on that point is that it's most likely not going to happen. It's mathematically, it's very, very improbable. But it's going to be Carolina or Tampa. And I mean, right now is which one would you rather? Tampa. Yeah, that's what you assume, and there's the whole Kucherov situation. I have not been following that. I don't know what's happening with him.
0: Well, he's gonna he's gonna come back. You know, he's LTIR. Come back when the playoffs start, right?
1: Yeah. And,
0: and Stamkos is out right now too. But the thing for me is like obviously like Steven Stamkos, and Nikita Kucherov, very very good hockey players, no doubt about that. But Nikita Kucherov hasn't played a game in eight months.
1: I was gonna say that. Being said, Tampa Bay has a, v- especially with scant Stamkos, is th- there's a history of Stamkos coming back in the playoffs and stuff not going Tampa's way.
0: Well, I mean, he was
1: pretty uh, min- minus minus last year. Yeah, he was electric. Uh, he he was electric last year for that one game he played, but played like two minutes. I'm specifically thinking of Game Seven against it was conference final i think and they lost i cannot remember exactly who but stamkos came back lost and i think the same thing happened when they made it to the stanley cup final against chicago
0: yeah it's what yeah it's one of those things like he's a great hockey player but it incorporating them into your group when you know you have certain line combinations going it's not an immediate thing so obviously like those guys are going to help them but i don't you know again in a seven game series like a lot of different things can come into play and you know i think i think the panthers have a a good like you know a good shot against either team
1: the way they're playing right now they really do
0: yeah like you know i don't think you you you'd maybe call them the favorite in either of those series but you know we've seen far more egregious upsets all the time you know in hockey right like Columbus Columbus beat Tampa Bay they swept them 2 years ago exactly is and i don't know if I, I can't remember you know for certain but i'm pretty sure Columbus goalie in that series was none other than Sergey Bobrovsky Sir, the the Bob Father,
1: the Bob Father himself so <laughs> I, I I was gonna say I I think at this point Tampa is my my go-to opponent just because if you play Carolina you have to play Vinny Vinny Trocek Vinny Trocheck has been absolutely lethal against the Panthers
0: yeah he, he he's been phenomenal this year you just absolutely destroyed them this year. Right. And I mean, like, I guess good for him, but could he do it against someone else? Like that would be nice, obviously. Uh, and I think, you know, I think, I, I, I don't know. I like the matchup better with Tampa Bay. First of all, the, the excitement of just battle of Florida. I mean, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, y- y- there's, you try to force rivalries just based on geography. Right. And most of the time it does like, you have like the battle of Ontario, like that is nothing. Right. is is it ever any no it's nothing like Ottawa Toronto like the only like so for me like this is the first time where like the battle of Florida is like there's some actual stakes in it you know
1: yeah it's I I'm really excited a battle of Florida first round would be really cool I mean the only thing cooler would be a division like final but Nonetheless, just a Florida playoff series, I think, would undoubtedly be amazing.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm super stoked about it. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll talk about it a lot more on upcoming episodes because we've we've had a couple of things planned for a couple of weeks here that we haven't gotten around to talking about because we don't plan very well. And then we add stuff in, which brings me to my last thing because I thought, you know, maybe we should end off on some completely unrelated, unrelated stuff that has nothing to do with the Panthers. Uh, just for the sake of throwing it in there. Um, so before we started recording, you were telling me a story about your buddy who you went to the Yankees
1: game with. Oh yeah. Um so so my my, my friend Walter um he he was in Mexico on literally like yesterday during the day he leaves Mexico and our friends are still there. Walter is the biggest Tennessee Titans fan. It's such, it's doesn't even make sense why he is, but he leaves. Our friends get to meet Derek Henry. It was, he was, he was in shambles. He, He was very distraught. And to top it on, he was in Miami last week miss an opportunity to meet Dwayne Wade, just not his week for meeting celebrities, but this, this sponsored our segment, which I think is going to be great. Yeah, so
0: I want to hear, because we, we, we said we were going to bring it up, but we didn't actually mention the stories, but I'm curious, your greatest celebrity encounter, you could have a hockey one, non-hockey one, and then maybe one celebrity or hockey player that you're just like
1: dying to meet. All right, so I guess I have two. Both are hockey. Uh, the first one, which I didn't actually, neither of these, I actually got to meet. Uh, the first one was, I was, uh, I was going, uh, I was either on my way to or on my way back from the Yukon, and was walking through Vancouver International Airport, none other than Morgan Riley was was walking like opposite direction. May I just say that guy is absolutely jacked. The muscles on him. The 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 back muscles. Unreal, unreal, unreal yeah, athlete. Um anyways, you know, Toronto Maple Leafs, not not that big of a deal. Meh. Um th- this is my my number one is I didn't get to meet him, but I could have, but I wanted to respect his privacy. I was at a independent league baseball game in Quebec City, watching the Capitals. Trevor Gretzky was playing for the Capitals <laughs> at the time, and none other than Wayne, uh, came to the game to watch him. So Wayne Gretzky was sitting literally like, I want to say four rows beneath us. Um, I mean that's, that, that's Wayne unreal. Gretzky. I mean. It's Wayne.
0: It's it's so tough. Like when you see like celebrities in like a public setting, it's like you don't
1: want to like bother them. It, it's it, it's funny it's funny because cool. like like literally like the entire stadium was like lining up to get his autograph, and he was being such a nice guy, and he was signing everyone, everyone's like what memor- memorabilia or whatever. But I I was with my dad at the time, and it was like, you know, he's there to watch his son yeah it's a thing he's like, there to watch his son play baseball i i don't think he wants to be like annoyed by another person wanting an autograph so the fact that i just got to see him and be in the same place as him for me was was unbelievable and may i just say his son not that great at baseball so <laughs> but hey, I, that, hey. that's the that's the that's the small like funny tidbit of of the of the experiences his son was like a band-aid for the for the capitals and and didn't really like amount to much but the that that's like my my best celebrity encounter is i was the same independent league baseball game as wayne gretzky and i was really really close to him yeah that's that's a good one um mine i'll go hockey too um
0: so this was like I was very little. I was like nine years old. Right. And every year uh, Cassie Campbell, uh, Canadian women's hockey player used to have a a charity hockey tournament every year in Calgary. And every year they'd have, you know, usually like an NHL, like a celebrity player there, right. Whatever just kind of at the event to take pictures and sign autographs, right. Whatever. And so I was nine years old and here's the thing, right. I'm a very bad athlete, right. Even at nine, not very good. And so our our ball hockey team, I was the goalie, right? And our team itself, we were not very good. None of us were any good at all. And like to give some context, I've played, I played in this tournament for six or seven years. And I think maybe in that entire time, our team has won maybe two games, right? We're awful, right? So I'm the goalie in this one game, right? And I'm like nine years old and I get lit up and like, there's getting lit up, you know, and then there's like really getting lit up. And like, I really got lit up. So the score ended up being a uh, shit, you know, 21, nothing. I went, wow. tw- I went in 21 goals on 56 shots. Right. Right. Which granted a lot of shots, a lot of shots. Could have made a couple more saves, I think. <laughs> I would have liked to. I would, the couple. All I've, right.
1: So 19 nothing. Had you made those two saves?
0: Yeah. There's a couple I'd like back, but that doesn't matter. So, but anyway, so like I'm nine, right? And I'm, you know, had we lost like six nothing, I'd be like, oh, we, we suck. No big deal. But you let in 21 goals. That's like two and nine year old That's devastating. It's devastating, right? So, but, but after the game, our like group was set to go take pictures, like pictures with Gordy Howe. And so it's like me, my dad, and my brother, and we're going up and we're meeting Gordy Howe and getting a picture. And I am like in tears, like sobbing because you know, I just had like the worst <laughs> experience of my life, right? And here is, you know, one of the greatest players of all time, right? And I'm sitting there, right? And I'm sitting next to Gordy Howe. And Gordy Howe, like is a big ass dude, right? Right? Big ass guy. And he picks me up puts me on his lap. And then he, and he has big ass hands too. And he tickles me <laughs> and he says, and I started laughing. He's like, yeah, cause you got a smile for the picture. <laughs> and so I have a picture with me sitting on Gordy Howe's lap and I'm like laughing, but I look like I'm also in pain. Cause I got tears coming back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And I know you have a good um, napkin signature story. Um, I can't remember exactly the, the player. I want to say Doug Gilmore, but that's probably wrong um,
0: oh I have a compliment. okay there's,
1: there's like a water the one the me. one you got an autograph at the restaurant
0: on a napkin yeah that was um uh, it was like at like a Montana's and it yeah. was, and it was all the Oilers players that were like scratched that night or hurt so who who did you get the autograph from because I can't remember that one uh, on the, so it's, it's literally a napkin that I have and it's it's Alice hemsky Dennis Rebishkov. Tom Gilbert and like someone else
1: that that's, yeah, <laughs> that's so, that's so funny. And it's just, that's a, that's a, th- that's a throwback. Yeah. That's a
0: throwback name right there. Played played for Montreal and Minnesota and Edmonton. And then, but then the other one that I thought was really cool. Another hockey one was a couple of years ago. Uh, I was invited to go just kind of hang out at a uh, Gary Roberts. He does his summer training with all these NHL players. Right and you know he's uh so i was like i was going down there right and i wasn't really sure what you know i wasn't sure if the players were going to be there i wasn't really sure you know what it was going to be i thought i might just be checking out the facility and see where the players train and what they do right and i walk into the building and the first player i see is Connor mcdavid and i'm like oh shit <laughs> okay so this is players here and like I, you know, they're, they're all doing their training, their workers. I don't want to bother them. Right. You know, they're right. They're, you know, they're, they're at work.
1: And and that, that's the last thing you want to do is the, these people to us are legitimate cel- celebrities.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, you know, and, and they get that all the time and they, they don't need that from me. Right. And I don't, I don't really care that much, but uh, so but they were all doing their workout and stuff. Right. And it was one of their last sessions of the summer and there's a bunch of players there, like the Tanevs, the Kachucks, right. Brady could chuck, by the way, just a hilarious guy. I, like,
1: I can imagine. Like, like, I they were, they were for some reason. I saw his like his Halloween costumes over the years, and he's gone as Will Ferrell for like he, he did Step Brothers, he did um semi pro, some really funny stuff,
0: you know. And he's one of those guys where it's like he doesn't have to say anything to be funny. Like, you just look at his body language, like, he's always just kind of like bobbing and weaving, like, just seems like he's just vibing. <laughs> at all times so i like that was just awesome but a lot of players there right and and, and it was kind of cool too because you know they're interacting with each other right and they're not you know most of them aren't teammates or anything right yeah and they're kind of like chirping each other right so you get to see a bit of the personality you're kind of just you know i was kind of just a fly on the wall but then at the end it's their last training session right and you know it's gary roberts he's the trainer and he's very very you know he's an intense guy with the training right that's how we had such a long career was by, by doing this stuff, takes it, you know, very seriously. Mm-hmm. And so, and so his players, and so, you know, he huddles them up at the end and he says uh, all right, guys, we're going to go out tonight. We're going to celebrate. We're going to go and get some, some steak and some fries after, you know, the workout. Right. But then he, and then he looks at Nick Rich and he says, except for you, Nick, you don't get fries because Anaheim wants you at like two 30 and you're like two 32 right now. <laughs> So no fries for you and the boys just died.
1: <laughs> How'd that work out for him?
0: Yeah, he's had, he's had a great year this year. He's had I mean, a great that was a couple year. years ago, but he's had a he's had a really good year. So he, good for he him. He really has. So but uh, so that, that was kind of a cool one too. But I think um, goodness. I mean a player I'd I'd love to meet would be I think the two that come to mind would be Ovechkin because he seems like a one-man party. Right. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, so he, he, let's say that here's the situation. Like it's you and t- pick you and two players
1: just going out for the night out on the town who you picking? Oh man. Does it have to be like current or like, so, so I'm thinking, thinking like of, of, I'm thinking of a player that like s- seven, eight years ago was an absolute party fiend. And now has like really dulled it back. Who is it? Carey Price, man. I hear Carey Price in Montreal in his heyday, like when he was like first on the scene, was an absolute animal. Yeah. I mean, why not? Right. Like DUIs, like they were covered up, like a bunch of stuff.
0: Well, that's the thing. Like, all that, like, uh, that's the thing. There's some players where it's like, it'd be fun, but like, I honestly don't think I could keep up no no exactly right. so so i think i'm
1: okay i want to hear it i want to hear you got. it's so i feel like one of them has to be keith yandel yeah that's a good Cause, one because keith yandel like apparently just a really hilarious guy would just be fun like he would bring that funny presence which would be awesome um You know what I think on the pan, like just saying a Panthers player is like, I think Barkov's
0: got underrated sense of humor. Yeah. Like you see that more this year. Like just like you see the smile the other night, he's had some great post game quotes underrated. I think.
1: Absolutely. And yeah. So I think definitely Keith Yandel would be up there. And then, um... I don't know, like, I, I know you don't like him, but I feel like he could be a really good time as Tyler Sagan.
0: Those, yeah, I know he'd be a lot of fun.
1: He'd be a he'd lot, be lot fun. of fun. I know you have your reservations, but
0: well, that's just because his cottage is near mine. Exactly, you know, he steals exactly. all my fish. So that's not like a like that's not like that's personal. a very
1: biased biased opinion. But yeah, let's go just off the off the top of my head, Keith Yandel and Tyler Sagan.
0: All right. Well, if you're taking those two, I'll take two different players. Um, one okay. my honorable mention. Like if we get a third, like, you know, there's an extra seat in the Uber. I'm bringing David Posternock. Okay. Because I, that guy is just hilarious. Everything he does love it. Just fantastic. I heard like the one story where like it was was spending the summer in Boston. So we got a yacht for all the boys, but then they (laughs) all went home for the summer. So he was just alone on a bot, like on a yacht in Boston. And I was like, a weirdo like I love it <laughs> so maybe hang out on his yacht and then o- Ovi's one of mine for sure because I mean greatest goal of score in NHL history yeah you, you you know we all saw what he did when they won the cup you know madness and then I think I need another guy who's like fun but can you know realist reel, reel it in a bit right and so that guy and I just really want to meet him and that guy's Marc-Andre Fleury because, yeah,
1: I feel like he could definitely reel it in.
0: Yeah, and he you know and he's just like he's a solid dude, right? Like very hard to say. I think a
1: lot of those Vegas guys would be a very fun time.
0: Well, yeah, I mean living in Vegas I'm like Yeah. And like Marc Andre Fleury like you know, always smiling. I mean, it's flower. And you know, what he's having a heck of a year this year after recovering from that stab wound in his back from all the playoffs. Uh So those are more man unreal honestly unreal. one of my favorite hockey moments from the last year doesn't even have to do anything with the game love that love that <laughs> oh just fantastic uh but no actually Keith. yeah Keith, i know i like that pick i like that pick a lot that'd be a, that'd be a fun time
1: yeah but i mean yeah i i i think i mean both your picks i think would also be awesome ovechkin i think i would have a lot of trouble keeping up with see that's the th- here's the
0: thing though right like in his prime movie absolutely but the guy's like 36 he's now he's a no? dad too he's a dad like pr- probably home by 11 no
1: <laughs> right <laughs> yeah, like, yeah yeah like be, same thing
0: with flurry too like, young.
1: Know? yeah it'd be a fun like fun night like very like straight to the point and i, I definitely a lot of potential there
0: yeah absolutely It'd be a lot of fun um but yeah man i uh, i guess that does it for this episode of the podcast probably went super long didn't run a timer but uh yeah man it's been a good one well uh i guess we'll be back on uh on wednesday with a or thursday with a new episode where uh you know we'll, we'll see we'll see what's going on and we'll we'll think of something <laughs> to talk about <laughs> So uh, should be a good time. Thanks, uh, thanks to all the listeners tuning in to, to this episode of the podcast. Uh, we all, as always, we appreciate the support, and uh, yeah, we'll see you all then.